everyone. Welcome back to Look What You Made Me View. This is the podcast where these parents be illin' because they can't stop swapping children. <laughs> I didn't even wear a wedding gown when I married the F word. That's right. <laughs> we watched The Parent Trap. I'm Kaylee. I'm Ryan, also known as the F word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie dude i'm so excited that we're finally here i'm so excited that we're doing this this is a classic i can't believe you hadn't seen this yet um so i'm gonna launch into it i'm gonna read the back of the box just as a little summary for everyone um and i cannot wait to hear your summary for this Mm. here we go what if you spent your whole life wishing for something you didn't know you already had hallie parker and Annie James are about to find out. From Walt Disney Pictures and the creators of Father of the Bride comes the hilarious, fresh, and contemporary retelling of the classic hit, The Parent Trap. Hallie is a cool girl from California. Annie is a fair rose from London. When the two accidentally meet at summer camp, they think they have nothing in common. Except... They're identical twins, both played by Lindsay Lohan. Now, they're up to their freckles in schemes and dreams to switch places, get their parents, Dennis Quaid and Natasha Richardson, back together and have the family they've always wished for with two thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert. This charming, heartwarming and delightful, clever comedy adventure will enchant your entire family. Oh my God. Remember when all we needed for a movie was like two thumbs up? Like now we have Rotten Tomatoes and we have uh, Amazon reviews. Yeah. Just give me two thumbs up. Siskel and Ebert. Yeah, Yeah. that's classic. That really dates the movie. I do miss that. I was thinking about that one day, um, how there's not really a fun equivalent to that. There used to be on Living Color had a bit... uh, they would do like two snaps and a or two Zorro snaps and you know just different things. Yeah, um, yeah, we, we could use something more fun. Is that where the Z formation yes. snap comes yeah, from? The, okay, yeah, the- yeah, that was big when I was in elementary school. Had no idea where it came from. That's in cool. Living color. Yeah, um, yeah. There's men a- on film is the name of the bit. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. <laughs> um, there's a reference to this in the animated movie Hercules, which I'm gonna guess you haven't seen either. But yeah, I didn't even think about it until I was watching it the other day with our kid. Um, so, Ryan, how would you summarize this movie? Hey, what if the Olsen twins, <laughs> what if the Olsen parents got a divorce and didn't tell each other uh, or tell the kids about each other? Damn. <laughs> okay. It's it's you know this is so backwards from everything that you normally hear about in filmmaking and TV. Uh, the reason they have stuff like the Olsen twins playing one part is because of child labor laws. Yeah, they do double duty for this one child. Yeah, in this movie. It's just yeah, all her. It's kind of unfair. I was reading that one of these scenes it took them eight hours to film it, just one scene because they had to swap and- Lindsay in and out of costumes. Oh, that makes sense, too. Yeah. yeah like, so she must have been working extra hours. Like, how long did it take to film this whole thing? Eight months oh. to film the whole thing. It's a little over eight months. I just realized she can shoot 
all of her parts with the one haircut and then all of her parts with the other one. Well, that's why they eventually cut both girls' hairs. They both end up yeah. having the same haircut and yeah. pierced ears. Yeah. Um, but, for the story, but also I think for the, the director's sake as well. Yeah, I think from an editing standpoint, it makes sense to do a lot of the scenes. Because you have to have a live scene. Mm-hmm. And then you have to have her acting against that live scene. Yes. Um, so and I yeah. did look it up for for most of it. Um, Lindsay is wearing an earpiece that is playing the audio really? of her talking to herself. Oh, wow, I didn't notice yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I, I was looking for it and I didn't see it. So I don't know how accurate that is. I'm just going off of what IMDb tells us. Okay. Um, yeah. And they have been known to lie in the past. Um yeah, dude. I'm I think it's already obvious why I liked this movie so much as a kid. It was the first time that I saw someone who looked like me. Um, you know, I I looked a lot like her when I was a little kid. I had very very bright red hair and a ton of freckles all over my face and my arms. Um, and I got picked on a lot because of that. Um, so seeing somebody who looked like me not only on screen, but having a twin who looks just like her on screen. Yeah. It was really, really empowering for me as a kid. Representation matters, and uh, it was it was fun. I think that's um, a strange thing about this, is she does stand out quite a bit, and to think that they both show up at camp and you don't have tons of people already doing double takes. The counselors do have a couple of moments. I love the... Um, the first time we see the girls side by side, um, the older can- counselor comes in between them to get s- strawberries. Um, and, and she <laughs> sees both girls and she gets really confused. But she doesn't even make the con- connection that they're two different kids. Yeah. Um, one of my first notes is um, I don't be looking at anybody either. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody looks at, no. at anybody. It's like they're just so oblivious. It's not until we have the fencing scene. Um, God, really? Yeah, uh, kind of tedious how they reveal that they look the same. It's so Disney. It's weird. We had to have a, a masked moment. Um, they fence each other at a girls' camp. They have fencing. Yeah. And I think in fencing, you're supposed to stay in the ring, but no, they go out into the woods and They're doing all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um, I feel like any counselor would have came in and been like, hey, that's not safe. I would have stopped it. But it's a Disney movie, so it's overdramatic. Oh, by um, the end of it, the counselor runs up and is just thrilled by what just happened. Yeah. yeah. She's like, yeah, so he finally we have found a new somebody winner. that yeah. can yeah, beat you. And, yeah. Um, and then from there, it's just um, competition between the two girls, which is so camp. I went to a couple of different summer camps when I was a kid. Um, and the first one I went to was an all girls camp. And it is like a competitive nightmare. But. There is something bigger happening here. These girls look exactly alike. I'm talking, and as you mentioned, freckle for freckle. Yeah. Uh, they look exactly alike. This would be bizarre to be around them and not comment on it at all and just let them beef with each other the way they do. Right. It's not like freckles are like birthmarks. Uh, and even birthmark, like, uh, I don't have a matching birthmark with any of my siblings. And uh, you have twins, um, in your uh, family, two that's sets. something of note here. Um, my mother is a twin. She also has red hair. They have red hair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, yeah, that was kind of fascinating to see this. But that you know, to me, they don't look alike, and they definitely don't look alike. Uh, and that kind of leads me to these parents are insane. There's yeah. no way the parents wouldn't know the difference. 
the, these girls eventually, you know, um, get thrown into a room, a cabin together. This is lush, by the way. It is. The, uh, the cabin, the, what do they call it? The isolation, isolation cabin. <laughs> it's so nice. Yeah. And it's just the two of them in there. Mm-hmm. They eventually get over themselves and figure it all out. Um, and I think most people understand what this is because it's a remake and it's just two children trying to get their parents back together. Yeah. Um, it's soap opera. Like, yeah. And I guess at a glance, it seems like, oh, yeah, that's a fun idea. But like, literally, you would know, man, you would just know if it was your accent or not. And you made the comment that the dad knows, like, of course, a dad knows. Yeah. 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 Um, But then he's the last to know. Yeah. Which I thought was... um, He seemed to be the most suspicious initially. Yeah. And then he's the last to know. Because the second he gets back on his... um, I don't know what to his his vineyard. He's distracted by his Very. his new um, paramour. Wait a minute, that's not a name for a thing. Um, his, his fiance now. Fiance, yeah. yeah it's his fiance. Uh, which, yeah, that's where it all it all goes wrong for the girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the original? Yes, lots of times. How different? Is it up to this point? Some of the characters um, are a little different, but it's it's archetypes. They're mostly the same character. Some of the original cast play very similar characters in this movie. Wow. Um, the fiance, her mom, is the original gold digger oh, in weird. the original movie. Huh. Um, that lady's in a lot of movies, too. I can't think of her name. but She is. I can't think of it either. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then I think there's one other connection. There's another character that hops over. Um, yeah, pretty much the same. But are, I mean, is it the same locations? Like the one's in England and one is in California or oh, United man. States and overseas situation? Is, it, is that the same? It's been a really long time since... I've seen it. I want to say yes. I almost played it because it was, you know, going to queue up yeah. um, on what we were watching. I almost just wanted to catch a second of it. Yeah, just to see how it would compare. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen it in so long. And that's the thing I definitely most, saw this more. That's the thing I'm most curious about. Um, if it's overseas like that, it just seems outrageous to me that this would happen. Um, it seems Crazy. very neglectful. As a parent, it's appalling to me. I would just be longing to see that other child the whole time. I would just feel terrible that I wasn't in their life. Right. But I think that's the trick here is the kids don't know. And that somehow makes what it they don't easier know. I, for the parents. Yeah. And I grew up like that. What didn't know, you know, was yeah. was better. I was better off not knowing, basically. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you, uh, if there are any people out there operating in this manner with their children or any other relatives, do not hide this information. Be open with people. Let them not know. Not just if your kid has a twin that they don't know about, but in general. Well, like, especially that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's, that, fucking that, weird. that's the clearest. Why would you split twins up like that? Um, so crazy, too. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. We just watched a movie, Lamb, which in some ways has a lot of oh. themes about removing a child from a natural a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of strange. I didn't really realize those were going to connect in that way. Um, but how could they not? That movie is on my mind. Like, yeah, I, I, I recommend it to anybody. It's not in, it's not super scary. 
Um, yeah. It's just bizarre. A lot of stuff at play. It'll make you think about stuff. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. b- various topics. But uh, ultimately, um, the way it relates to this is uh, there is an element of removing a child from where it probably should have just stayed. Where it should um, be. Yeah. And their agreement is they're just going to never see each other again. Hold on. I have to ask you real quick. Would you give Lamb two thumbs up? I'd give it one hoof and one thumb. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else, but never mind. Oh. Um, uh, what did you think I was going to say? I, I don't, don't want to say. Oh, okay. I don't want to say. Because it's a spoiler. I don't, I don't oh. want to. Right, yeah, I'll enough. tell you later. Fair enough. Um, no, just go watch the movie, everybody. It's great. How, how, do we, how do we talk about this nicely? And I don't even know if we should. What the parents do is kind of monstrous. I, I agree. Um, and I think they're just doing it out of convenience for themselves without... Seems extremely selfish. Yeah. The only way for us to never see each other again is to tell our children that they are not twins. I mean, imagine if somebody did um, an article on Elizabeth, the mom. Elizabeth, the mom, official uh, name. Elizabeth, the mom, mm-hmm. and her daughter in the workplace. Mm-hmm. What if she just happen to take a picture of both of them together, put it in a magazine, and then um, Hallie, all the way in California, gets that magazine. Uh, what What is the um, acrobatics involved here? Yeah. I think it's even crazier to just withhold the information about a parent, which, again, I have experience with. That's happened to me. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's weird to do that. Um, this may be too personal of a question, but when did you start asking? Asking? I don't remember asking. Oh, wow. Okay. It was like, it felt uncomfortable to even think about asking about this stuff. It wow. seemed like nobody wanted to talk about it. Otherwise, why weren't we already talking about it? Wow. As a child, it was really fucked up because, you know, you expect the parents to um, give you the information you should have. And it just kind of seemed like, well, yeah, if you needed to know, you'd know. We'd, we'd be talking about it. Goodness, that's wow. Mm. And that's not okay because, uh, yeah, let the kids uh, do what they need to do with that information. Yeah, I think kids should be allowed to form an opinion on their own terms. Heartbreaking. These kids are 11 years old, almost 11 years old, right? They're about to have a birthday. And, no, no, no. Um, they're about to turn 12. Oh, well, there you go. So even bigger. They've lived most of their childhood without each other. Yeah. Twin sisters. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Um, without even knowing. And I don't know what's worse. Is it worse that she... Is it worse that the girls don't know about each other? Or is it worse that... Um, they just don't know each other. I don't know. Both are terrible. Either option. Yeah. In in getting these parents back together after considering all of that, it seems like a bad idea. They made this decision together. Yeah. Um, you think it's going to get better from here? These this, people are nuts. This is such a um, a kid thing, though. Like kids who have parents who are divorced. Um, I think on some level dream about their parents getting back together. Yeah. Um, Well, and I think that's where this comes from is that longing for your parents to get back together. That's the whole narrative. When does this original come out? And and I'm assuming that it is the original idea, the one in like the 60s. Yeah, I think it's in the 60s. So 
that's when people started to have more divorces, I think. I mean, I think we start to see more of just like liberated people, people making honest decisions about the relationships and not having so much being tied to religious uh, traditions. Well, yeah, we also have like women in the workforce and and female autonomy and um, big social leaps and bounds. So then we make a movie to guilt people for doing that. Right, and to give this um, false hope to any kids out there who want their parents to get back together, that is so not the case for every kid with divorced parents, though. Some kids are begging for their parents to get divorced. I can can think of a couple friends that I grew up with who really wanted their parents to get divorced. This one feels like it's more of a kind of, you know... In a relationship that's not going to work at best, mm-hmm. or a toxic relationship, because why else would you make this really atrocious decision? Um, but let's not get these two back together. Let's just reunite these kids in some way. Yeah, I, I think, okay. I don't think we need to go through all this stuff, you know, all these games and shit, because it's already traumatic. The way they play this off is just, I mean, it's just kind of shrugging and moving on you know this is the situation this is the terrible choice our parents made let's get them back together right yeah yeah but as a kid i get the reaction that the kids have makes total sense to me so i love that we are just kind of circularly talking about this the same fucking way they do (laughs) (laughs) this gets broken down you you were making comments on this it's so bad they just keep talking about the dynamic oh and then Mm -hmm. yeah so then you you were there and i was here and you actually thought that i was her (laughs) yeah they have to do the reveal um how many times do they do it there's about four characters that have to hit get hit with the reveal yeah there's grandpa um oh five Ca- uh, um, Cassie, Chappie. Each, each the the maid and the butler. <laughs> Chessie. Yeah, Chessie, the butler, the grandfather, the mom, and the dad. Yeah. Oh, and the uh, the fiance. Yeah. Jeez. Future stepmom. So we have to go through this with each one of those characters. Good lord! And every single time they, it's like they're having a little fireside chat. They sit us down and they <laughs> explain the concept of the movie to us. Um, it's for kids. It's usually through some heartbreaking speech or uh dialogue it's every time practically except for maybe the fiance it it is so just like gut-wrenching to see these moments and to see the mom see this you know her other daughter for the first time in 11 years and yada yada it's just so sad the first reveal is with chessie yeah. And she just like because she kind of figured it out she had good on chessie right she she's the woman here um it's so heartbreaking. She starts crying and she's freaking out. And, and then she has to play it cool because she leaves the she responsibility to, yeah. um, not Hallie, Annie. Yeah, and that's one of great. the Lowens. She keeps the secret for her now. That's a friend. I, what is the relationship? She, is, she works for the family. So she is literally just she's like a, a nanny. nanny. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, huh. She's a... Uh, female figure for all right or a woman figure for both these parents are rich as balls. uh one is a designer in england she makes dresses gorgeous wedding dresses and things and then the dad uh grows grapes and makes wine yeah very wealthy again none of this really works unless you have that in play also so here's how we used to determine um friendships in elementary school which parent would you live with? Hold on, what? Okay. 
You determine friendships based yes. on that? Like if you're trying to get to know a, a classmate or somebody oh, on your think sports that, team or whatever. You're going to bond over this, picking the same this pair? This is one of the questions that, well, in the girl community, this is one of the questions that you ask for sure. Y'all which, parent tripping. Which parent would you rather live with? Are you asking me? I totally you're, am. You're asking me earnestly. I am. Because it's a compli- it's a complicated question. Oh, you mean out of the movie? Yes. Oh, I thought you meant in real oh life. Oh my god! No, 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 no. <laughs> like, which one of your parents would you rather live with? Oh, I'd rather oh, live no. with my mom too. Now we're oh, best my fucking god. friends. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want no. you to listen back to this. Okay, 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 okay. No, it was um, which one of Lindsay Lohan's fake parents would you rather? Oh, live the mom with? for sure. Really, the yeah. mom? Yeah, okay. Definitely. Yep. See, I thought for sure you were going to say the dad because it's Northern California. No, nah, he's, nah, he's an F boy. We established he's an F boy. He's out here. He's out here doing too much. He is an F boy. The mom is calm. She's chilling. She's creative, right. bringing you to work. Uh, I, I thought the mom was cool. So, she's, she's got too much teeth showing all the time, but uh, <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's okay. She's a beautiful Natasha Richardson. She is a gorgeous woman, but yeah, a little bit too uh, smiley for me. Aww. Yeah. Um, it's complicated either way like living in california beautiful amazing you have a great dog you have chessie but also you have to deal with um potential stepmom and having an f-boy as a dad but living with the mom she works all the time it's rainy all the time um i would rather live in the the states we did bring that up Um, london seems fucking miserable compared to northern california uh i would absolutely pick the mom for sure um, but I've just, I've always wanted to go to England, see my oppressors. <laughs> Man, we should not even get into this. I, I'm, <laughs> no, I've been no, watching really too shouldn't. many documentaries and reading too many things lately. I'm just stirred up again about, uh, yeah, the queen and everybody, but, um, mm-hmm. well, uh, where were we? So yeah, I'd rather not live there, but living with the mother seems more appealing. It definitely does. I even like the butler guy. Uh, Martin. 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 Yeah. <laughs> He's so cool. Yeah. Just the way that he like sobs when he finds out that it's Hallie. He's a cool dude. Oh. And he's got that cool handshake with her. He does. Yeah, that was dope. He seems like a pal. Which, by the way, audience, is, you know, if you haven't seen this, that's one of the ways that they trick everybody. Uh, she's got to teach the English girl the – or no, the English girl has to teach um, the American girl – the special handshake she has with the butler, mm-hmm. so he knows that she's down and authentic. Yes. And it uh, works out. Um, yeah, the only person that really seems to suspect them is Chessie, who, you know... That's just because Annie, the British girl, is very bad at being an American. And the dog is kind of weird about her, which I knows. don't... You know, I guess that could happen. Who knows? For sure. I mean, dogs are wicked smart. I I believe that part of the story totally. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. Well, um, yeah, and then they introduce us to this fiance character. She sucks, obviously, and it's just kind of tiring, man. It by the time I get all the things in play, you know exactly how it's going to work out. And and this is you're probably forty minutes in the movie, forty five minutes into the movie by the time you, you see like where it all is going to go. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of happening um they take their time but i think it's because they're they know the audience 
is familiar with the story. They know where things are going to go. So why not spend time at the summer camp? Why not spend time? Um, I didn't mind that. Oh, by the way, the uh, shitty lady from Gremlins is one of the camp counselors. <laughs> She's the head camp counselor. God, man, I can't like her. It's yeah. Tough. They call them the Marvs. I think it's like Marv Sr., Marv Jr., the two women who run the camp. Oh. Yeah. This is the first time as a kid I had heard of like a woman naming her daughter after herself. We hear this all the weird. time with dudes. I think that there was just enough of the camp. Yeah. And it had all the camp elements that I wanted. It had disposable cameras. It had archery. It had um, pranks, copious amounts of pranks. And then it had eating Oreos. Yeah, with peanut butter, when they acted like that was the weirdest thing in the world. Well, I mean, back in '98, yeah, totally. This is never. This is like no. where it's invented. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming two weeks after <laughs> Oreos were invented, uh-huh. Hydrox actually, because yes. they they came around first. Oh, gee, somebody was slapping peanut butter on them. Yeah, I would hope so. I would imagine a certain period in history, people were slapping peanut butter on every fucking thing. Yeah, probably. I mean, high in protein. Yeah, the muscle guys know. Especially in this area, Jesus. Let's all follow the muscle guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just enough camp. And um, I. Uh, camp is complicated for me. I went to Christian camps as a kid, so it's a very different experience for me. Um, yeah, and I, I only went, I only spent one summer at an all girls camp, and it was just a, a fucking nightmare. I hated it. So you didn't bump into a twin sister there that uh, lived I in uh, Yugoslavia. No. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No other redheaded girls. Um, I did make a friend who was uh, who also had red hair at the girls' camp, but she left on like day two. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, I was just screwed. It was a terrible time. Um. Yeah, it, enough camp elements for for me to be nostalgic about it. And then we go to England, which I've just I've always wanted to do and haven't had the opportunity to yet. There's a deleted scene where they go to Buckingham Palace, and I don't know why where it's did you deleted. See that? Um, uh, it's in like the out. It's on the DVD. Oh, um, wow, okay. Yeah. yeah, I guess you would have owned that. All right. Uh, I did not own the DVD. Oh, then how did you see it? My BFF, Kelsey, owned the DVD. You sure it wasn't your twin sister? I'm positive. Kelsey and Kaylee. <laughs> no. <laughs> it, it, it was not. Yeah, their Allie names aren't Annie. really that. Are they similar in some way? Are they, are Hallie, they supposed to, Annie. Mm, eh. I like how we called her Hal, though. It kept me, you know, make me, made me think of um, 2001. Which I am currently reading. It's a weird um, parallel. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we go to England and it's beautiful and it's everything that I wanted as a kid. And then the mom has like the dream job. She's designing dresses and she's like um, uh, this badass woman who's making it in the world like all by herself. Yeah, she's really impressive. But they make note that neither of them has remarried or is really... I guess they don't say if the mom is not dating. It seems like she's not though. But the dad is clearly like fucking around right for a second it seems like she's kind of into martin a little bit i know i kind of got some vibes with martin like he was disappointed right but he then was catching feelings. i see yeah. um i clearly remember martin coming out of the closet and wearing the black dress that he suggests to you remember him Annie's doing mom. That. i i clearly remember him wearing it and then i was like oh cool he's gay got it you um, wanted it and I have no memory of him and Chessie getting together at the end. 
weird pair up a little bit. I mean, to each his own. Yeah. I don't know if they're, you know, I, they talk about age a little bit in this. Um, and, you know, age isn't that big of a deal, but they don't really look that close in age. Chessie looks young for her age, and then Martin looks old for his age. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. So, you know, then we get to what what else might bring them together. Apparently, it's servitude. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, that's... Is this Downton Abbey? It's just convenient. They get together. Which is inconvenient. Okay. Because think about this. You don't want both of your servers... Your housekeepers and things, you don't want them going on vacation at the same time. Oh, that's so messy, Ryan. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, basically, what I'm telling you, audience, you know, for all you rich fuckers out there that have butlers and a whole staff in your house, you have to make sure they do not date each other. (laughs) Because it's just going to cause you problems, I promise. (laughs) Um, this coming from somebody who doesn't have any people employed in his home. Yeah, but uh, you do have a company where you employ I a lot em- of your yes, family I, members. I do own a business, and uh, it is problematic. Uh, <laughs> so just a little tip to all those people uh, that that have employees at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see why you wouldn't let them uh, date each other. Oh um, you don't encourage that. I worked for a lot of different restaurants in a very small town in Virginia. Um, so they hired a lot of relatives. And it's like the whole entire restaurant would shut down if somebody died. Yeah. Um, I, I just showed up t- to work on two different occasions. Um, and the restaurant was closed. And I got zero notification. <laughs> um and then I found out at my next shift, like, hey, Uncle so-and-so died. So the whole entire kitchen staff just <laughs> didn't come into work. Um, but that's that's how it is. I agree. I think it's weird that they end up dating. They seem yeah. so dissimilar. It's going to be all right, though, because Dennis Quaid knows how to cook pasta. Okay. Can we talk about Dennis Quaid for just a of second? Of course. I love Dennis Quaid. Let's go. When I was a child, I thought that Dennis Quaid and Bill Paxton were the same person. Uh, there, I think there's another guy in that mix. Is it? Uh, it's Bill Pullman is also in that mix of guys that are all kind of looking alike. Uh, it, give me a character that Pullman. Yeah, shit, I can't. I, he's so generic looking. I don't know that it would help. <laughs> no, I mean not. And sorry, he looks like those other guys. So okay, um, I don't know if, if it's going to help. I can't. Pu- Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. I'm, I'm having a tough time picture. Now I'm seeing um, <laughs> who's the guy that played the other Dumb and Dumber guy. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm seeing him and I'm okay. thinking Bull Pill, B- B- Paul Billman. <laughs> Paul Billman. Hey. <laughs> That's his name. He looks like Bo- Paul Billman. Let's just move on. <laughs> um, yeah, so I thought this was the guy from Twister, another movie I watched a ton as yeah, a kid. That yeah, that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's the other guy that they look like, too. There's a lot of them. There's like a handful of dudes that are just kind of the same. Okay, so then which one is in Titanic? Uh, oh, yeah, that's Bull, Bill Paxton. The, not Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton. <laughs> Bill Paxton, got it. Weird science. Okay. Um. Oh, yeah, he was in Weird yeah. Science. Oh, my that's God. Bill Paxton, right? See, I'm saying all their names, and I got all their heads going through. All their heads, all their all faces their going through you my head. You got all their heads going through you? Really? I'm a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally a ghost over these okay, guys. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but I had to say it. Like, um, it wasn't until this viewing that I was like, ah, oh, yes, Dennis Quaid. I know him from other movies. Can I name any of them right now? No. Um, but I, I know he's in them. 
and I know I've seen them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there were multiple twins, Bill Paxton and Dennis Quaid. There are people Lindsay yelling Lohan. at us <laughs> through the speakers. <laughs> <laughs> you monsters. Um, there's just um, Bill Pullman fans coming for us. Yeah. Um, Lindsay Lohan's little brother also appears in this movie. Oh, that's cool. Like her biological brother. Her mom didn't sneak in there, though? Her mom is also in the movie. God damn it. Yes. Who does she play? Um, she plays somebody in the airport. She plays like an extra, and she is holding um, one of Lindsay's sisters, and the brother is standing right next to her. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think, does she appear in all of Lindsay's movies? She might, man. I, she seems Good. like the type to try to get in there. God. Um, we really haven't talked about how young she is in this. And it says introducing. So first movie for Lindsay, right? Yeah. Kind there's, of shocking that she can do this. I there's mean, an insane myth or mythos around this whole introduction of her. Okay. Let me just say before, because I would love for you to explain that. Mm -hmm. um, the My first reaction to her and she's the American version of her, it was not great. I was like, okay, she's cool. I can see, you know, she's got an interesting look for film. Yeah. But it wasn't until you see her doing the accent and then playing, all, oh man, is it impressive. It's very good. She do, I, she's amazing in this. I mean, especially for it being an early film. So yeah, what's the, the deal? So the myth um, that I read in my teen magazines as a kid was that she played six so she could skip school and go to the audition, mm -hmm. which now thinking about it makes zero sense because she's a child. Why would she, why would her mom drive her to an audition because she faked sick at school? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And then the other theory was that um, Lindsay Lohan's mom had met a producer, a director, somebody like that at a bar or an event, and um, she showed a picture of her daughter. <laughs> and the director was like, yep, that's who I'm looking for. Woof. Um, so there's a lot of um, mythology into the um, beginnings of Lindsay Lohan's career. And I'd love to know the actual story. She's such a prolific part of my childhood. She had to have been doing something at classes or something because she's just marvelous. She's good. Yeah, she she's really knows good. what she's doing. I, there's the emotional maturity that she's displaying um, by doing those two different characters like that. It's just, psh, yeah. I, I was so impressed. I mean, she's probably the same age as the character, roughly. I think so. She yeah. she might already be twelve or thirteen. Um, cool stuff. She's. That's incredible. Doing double work. I mean, just too too cool. Well, um, I don't know what else to talk about here. We, I mean, <laughs> we we know what happens. It works. Um, there's uh, there's the moment where the girls figure it out, and it's so much. Oh, it's yeah, a yeah. lot of repetitiveness. They have the really cute moment where they show each other the, oh, the pictures of their parents at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I think I could just rant about how bizarre all of this is. The parents split up and the only thing that they have for their real parent, they just in, intend to never tell each other or tell the kids about the other parent for some reason. I, mm -hmm. That's what it feels like. But they did give them a picture and it's it's a picture of the two of them. That's a beautiful moment. And it's just torn down the middle. Yeah. So they give each, you know, opposing child, the uh, the other parent's picture. Um, the halves. But it's not the only thing they give. They also have these lockets. Yeah. Um, one has an H, one has an A. And you said, ha! <laughs> <laughs> Joke's on you! <laughs> you got a twin. Twins! 
you've got only child in it. <laughs> That's terrible. It's we're rough, we're man. taking a parent. This is probably what we would have done, though. I mean, honestly, I mean, if we had if, had twins, if we, we had just, had twins, yes, yeah, yeah we yeah, just bolted. Yeah, I would have moved to England. I take one, you take the other. What sense does this make? Wait, seriously, <laughs> and to think that like twins are in your family, twins are in my family. There was a high probability yeah. that we were going to have twins. But even, even I don't know why this helps. Even if you hate each other, yeah, I don't know why it helps to just never refer to each other, never acknowledge each other ever again when you have these two twins like that. Well, think about it this way: the kids are turning twelve. Which means they're going to be 18 pretty soon. Which means the parents... <laughs> Is that how time works? Yeah. Just pretty soon. They're pretty soon. Pretty soon here. Um, the parents only have to live together for six years, and then they can go back to being I'm separate. Not, look, I'm not suggesting that they force a relationship like that. I'm I saying that they feel... force a relationship of some kind mm. because they have twin fucking sisters, and it's yeah. weird as hell to break them up like that. I think it's just detrimental to both of them. And... I would feel like this is trauma now. This is going to create some kind of psychological mistrust for these kids. This is, I mean, if you really put this in a realistic situation, this is a mess. These kids would be screaming at their parents. Yep. Uh, Just uh, totally. And they're really good kids. I mean, with that said, they don't do anything like that. I mean, Hallie is very sassy. I like the stark contrast between the two. Hey, she's American. She's American. <laughs> she lives in California. She's tough. She wears denim. Yeah. Um, She's going to be the next Venom. I don't know, but Annie's also really... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Annie's also really sassy. She plays poker. Um, and I don't, that doesn't really come back at all. She pierces her own ears. Yeah. Um, I pierced my belly button at a summer camp, so... Yeah, the, the summer camp scenes, it really brings something back for me. Um, and then the rest of it is so foreign to me. England and, and this posh life, no idea what that's like. Um, Napa Valley, no idea what that's like. So it, it goes from like very realistic um, to fantasy land very quickly. Yeah, yeah. The other thing that this movie is uh, beyond fantastical and bizarre mm-hmm. is horny as hell. This movie is so inappropriately sexual. This is, to my knowledge, the only Disney movie that has a mom that full on gets drunk. Yeah. On yep. purpose. Yep. I, uh, there's a girl that drinks wine. <laughs> Lindsay Lohan's character tries yeah. wine and assesses it, uh, you know, gives it her critique. Which lets me know that, like, Hallie's drinking all the wine, right? Yeah, dog. Yeah. I don't think that's okay. No. A vineyard or not. Yeah. I mean, occasionally it'd be like, hey, this is a beautiful grape. Eat this grape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't give her the wine. Don't give her the wine. <laughs> Parents, don't give her the wine. Jesus. I feel like that goes without saying. I just, you know, it's worse than a horror movie. I just want to scream at the TV the whole time. (laughs) Like, these parents are just doing terrible things, making bad decisions all the time. She threw a hairdryer at Dennis Quaid. Oh, that's, yeah, that was one of the things that happened when they broke up. Because we're wondering, as I'm sure all of you are, Mm -hmm. why did this happen? They really don't do a good job of it. They do say something about um a fight 
Yeah. They refer to kind of a fight and she threw a hairdryer at him. And then, but they talk about it being fuzzy now because, you know, they want to forget about it and start banging again. Yeah. Really, they just want to get back to the banging. I think, I think yeah, that's all it is. Those um, vibrations started. But she like packs up her bags and leaves and she stays gone because he doesn't chase after her. So we go into this Disney rule where you must ask Toxic. twice, which is so gross. I mean, no means no, right? Like if I'm getting the fuck out of there, I am getting the fuck out of there. When two children are are in the picture, playing this game of I wish you had chased me is absolute horseshit. It's childish stupid and they do mention they were very young when all of this happened they might be forever young forever young <laughs> um because they still act like children they really do he does she chase her away again uh, yeah, yeah and he chases her the, the, you know and that's how we end we uh he we comes around to- the corner in her own home like a total creep is like hello yeah they beat them to england how do they do that he can afford a fucking concord jet so all this stuff is just out of reach for every regular ass person it's, it's too much this movie might as well be um a marvel movie yeah. because it's just there's like superhero richness well, it's a it's dc also- movie it's got uh, lots right. of uh you know People so wealthy, they have superpowers. Wonder Woman shows up and um, tries on a bunch of different clothes. Because <laughs> we need that. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, I'm not getting a good sense uh, of how it ends, like what the agreement's going to be, because... We don't know. They don't Curtain actually decide. closes. Yeah. We have no idea if she's giving up her career or if he's giving up his. Well, they mentioned something about trying to work it out in a... What did they say? Um a bi-yearly? No, bi-continental. Bi-continental relationship. Yes. I self-identify as a bi-continent. I am bi-continental. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't know. Because, I mean, she could move to California and make wedding dresses. He For real. He clearly cannot move to England and grow grapes. But he doesn't have to live there to run the business. He could, he could visit... That's true. And then fly to... I mean, that's a long-ass I mean, flight, though. I mean, he could just make Chessie the, the woman in charge. He could sell it. They're all so ridiculously wealthy already. And then he can yeah. start a vineyard somewhere in Europe or... I mean, geez, man, there's so many options here. Why are we... Why, if, if money was not an object like it seems to be for them... Right. Nobody's life would be difficult as far as decision-making. You'd be it'd be more about what you want, and people are more con- more willing to concede what they want mm-hmm. when everything else is stable. This is um, Zelda Fitzgerald mentality, where it's like, um, go get rich on your own accord, and then we can meet back up and get married, right? Um, yeah, they get independently wealthy, mm-hmm. and then like uh, members of the monarchy, they marry. And combined wealth. Right. But we never get clarity on how they uncomplicate this mess. Yeah. They just suggest that it'll be a, a time split. I'll live here, visit here. Um, but who cares? Honestly, I don't, I don't even care anymore. These girls are back together. That's all that matters. I mean, also, these girls are back together and they're about to be teenagers. That's a fucking nightmare. 
I'm just thinking, like, these girls have been only children. Yeah. Right, right, right. They've been only children their entire lives, and now you're going to put them in a room together. Right on time to be... Lo- and they've already done the little identity swap that, on the parents. You think mm-hmm. they're not going to do that shit elsewhere now? Like, all the time. In school? How crazy, though, if, if you, uh, like, happened upon these two twins, and one of them is speaking in a British accent, the other's not. <laughs> That would be pretty crazy. It's equally as messed up as like the the white kid who has a <laughs> is it a Korean accent? Oh yeah, he lived. Yeah. He grew up in um, like Korea or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and his English is kind of weird. Yeah, no, it, it's equally as strange. Um, I want that Disney Channel show. I want like a Sweet Life of Zach and Cody where. It's a continuation of this. The girls are going to school in England and they keep swapping places. Um, I think that would have been so I think I'm yeah, more interested in the aftermath here. If the, if this was a longer movie and this all happens in like the first two or three acts and then, you know, we can have the the latter part of the film uh addressing some of what it's like or we come back mm-hmm. with a sequel that's probably better. i'm gonna venture to say i feel that way about every disney movie you want to see the after film i want to see the after film yeah. i mean it's the reason why there are two cinderella movies yeah. after the first one there's a reason why there are other um little mermaid movies hmm. yeah you yeah. know what the more i think about it yeah <laughs> yeah the more i think about it yes give me any um, extended universe of a Disney movie, and that is far more interesting than the actual Disney movie. I mean, if we're to believe that the new spoilers, Lightyear movie is the movie that started the entire franchise, that started Andy um, wanting a Buzz Lightyear toy in the first place. I will take all four Toy Story movies <laughs> over the new Lightyear movie. That's a good point. I mean, think about uh, Star Wars prequels. The shit that follows that is way more interesting. Way more interesting. And that's now Disney. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they got a bad way of um, um, just X-Men. doing or- a lot of origin stories. X-Men. I will take the um, old X-Men over the prequels any day of the week. I don't know. I like the prequels there. Some of them the are Quicksilver cool. Quicksilver stuff is dope. Um. No, maybe I'm just nostalgic for the old X-Men stuff. But yeah. um, I think it's better quality, yeah, but. I am far more interested in what's going on while Cinderella, uh, a girl who's um, been raised in squalor, um, enters a castle. Give me that story over everything else. Yeah, I mean, it's always happily ever after, but what happens then? Is, what does um, that mean? What it's like going to heaven? What is heaven? What is heaven? Um, is the sequel to this just the Brady Bunch? Kinda, yeah. If there were more kids, sure. Yeah, right. Well, there is no sequel. There's only remakes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, if we can't speculate any further, Ryan, would you be so kind as to give me your highlight for the uh, movie? All right. Let's see. I think. My favorite thing about this movie is the girl playing the trumpet at the camp. (laughs) She is is trying her heart out, and it sounds hilarious. Um, I loved that. I was cracking up over her, so uh, good on them for uh, including that. She's a cutie. I um, cringed the second I remembered your feelings about the trumpet song. Dude, yeah, Reveille, yeah. And That's not what she was playing, it. was it? That is exactly what she was She slaughtered trying. it, though. So, I mean, it's just like, <laughs> she laid it to waste, and I think that's why it tickled me so much, too. It's like, yeah, fuck that song. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I 
we've already talked about some really negative aspects of this and, you know, gone into the choices being made here by parents and how just awful it is. Um, mm-hmm. So clearly, I don't like that. But I'd say the particular low light that I have, the specific thing that bugged me was the names that they chose for each camp section. Uh, they're choosing indigenous people's titles like Navajo and different things for, oh, you're in this group and you're in that group. And it's as if they're the tigers or the bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, these tribes of people, these nations of people um, are not uh, mascots. They are not, you know, to be wow. used in that way, I don't think. I, I think that's it's appropriate. It's not um, it's not OK. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, um, that's fascinating. Um, when I went to camp, the camp cabins were always named after places that the missionaries um, that were sponsored by the camp went You could to. have colors, shapes. I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. Well, that's equally as bad. I mean, it's the colonizer going out and spreading the gospel. They try um, to lend some authenticity to the camp experience by making you relate to people that did live on that land uh, genuinely at some point. Yeah, that it's we so, took it from. Yeah, it it's just ugly. So yeah, low light for me. Heard. Very interesting point. Um, mm. Not something I thought about really as a kid. Um, yeah. I, I think, you know, there's probably this kind of thing in all kinds of kids shows back in the 80s and 90s and, you know, up oh until recently. Oh my goodness. I mean, our kid's eventually going to go to a summer camp. I hope. I hope she there, gets Yeah, there may experience. still be camps doing this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, who knows? But all right. Uh Make uh, the one who made me view. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your highlight? And I'm wondering if it's the same thing you've always loved about this movie. Oh, fun. Okay, so my highlight is... All right, everybody, I'm happy for you. I'm going to let you finish. But this video is the greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Drugs. That is the Terrence Trent Darby classic, Wishing Well, uh, another piece of horny footage to go along with this film we're watching. <laughs> yeah. uh, I believe this came out in 1987. Uh, yeah. Holy shit. You don't even know the song. What is this? Like, you don't know this at all. I, 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 I don't, you knew this I don't song. know the song at all. I okay. don't know who this is. Wow. Um, I have never heard of this person. Wow. Who? Oh, you what? don't know that melody, the dude. dude no. Dude. Wow. Okay, because I was not at all. I was apprehensive about this one, but I, this is one of the earliest um, songs I remember and videos I remember. So I remember living in this townhouse, uh, and uh, you know, I, I can just remember the lighting of the day and everything. But I remember my mom. I think she might have been listening to it at the time. I can't remember if if she was just describing it mm-hmm. while she was listening to it or not. But I remember her just like being in love with how passionate his vocal was and just the yeah. raw sound of his vocal. Yeah. And it was, I mean, it just worked. Either the way she described it or the way she was talking about it all linked up for me about like just that raw 
delivery of this song and how unique his voice is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, it's a fantastic piece of music. It's so funky and fun and sexy and all those things. Yeah, I um, I am not convinced that this is not Powerline from the Goofy movie. Like <laughs> his voice is very unique, though. It has a whole lot of um, gravel to it. Yeah. That I am just entranced with. It's edgy Michael Jackson. And you yeah. can argue that like Michael Jackson is the definition of edge. But well, really, I mean, he's an edge lord. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ, Ryan. Is waiting edge lord in- of the flies. <laughs> is waiting until a kid is 18 um, edging? <laughs> oh, it? boy. Oof. That's a new <laughs> version of that. Oh, oh man. Oh, we just God. had to say MJ's name. And I knew I it was going to come up because um, he does the Shikonda. Oh, he, yeah. um, he does a little bit of the flourish Well, he goes there. into the falsetto. I think that's the most um, Michael thing he does is that little falsetto that that's very <laughs> unexpected. Like He'll a- be like really down low and gravelly, and then it's way up there. Um, Michael wishes he could do that. Uh, I can't. <laughs> that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's like it's way down there. Very, very raw. It's like um, I, I don't want to say Adele. Adele is not correct, but <laughs> but like there's a gravel there. Um, like uh, Chris Cornell, kind of. Sure. Like there's a very raw Tom Waits. Tom Waits, sure, sure. Um, it's not James Taylor. It's not like a smooth buttery voice. There's there's heft and grit to it and it's incredible. Holy cow, who is this? I think Tom Waits uh most experimental album should be titled For No Man. <laughs> I had to say the whole entire thing in my head. Tom Waits for no man. The uh, video is fairly straightforward here. Uh, Lots of performance mixed with some him like flirting with the girl. I mean, it's pretty obvious he's going to hook up with this lady, even though he's playing it as cool as possible. Yeah, but also, um, I don't understand the relationship between the two of them. They're just like sitting on a park bench, sitting on a park bench. There's a lyric in here that I did not remember as a kid or pick up on at all. It's like erotic thoughts. Or what is the lyric? Um, I don't know. Because it also sounds like he says crocodile shits. Crocodile tears. Oh, I heard crocodile shits. Yeah, that is the the one thing I remember the most from this. Twice. But yeah, let me see. What are crocodile tears? Are like fake tears? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Well, Terrence Trent Darby, though... Mm-hmm. I have his. I have records of his. I've played his stuff for you before. Like, there's a song at the this album. Um, there's a song at the end of it that is just. I think it's a cover too. It's amazing. All right. So he says, "Sugar bells ring." <laughs> erotic images float through my head. Beautiful. Yeah, but it's erotic images float through my head. That's something that really stood out to me on this viewing. I just had to like confirm for myself visually that it's Tevin Campbell who plays Powerline. Um, Tevin Campbell, which yeah. I could have played one of his videos tonight because that's around the same time period he had. Um, oh boy. What is the name of that one? I'm not going to, because I'll just bring it uh, to another episode. Sure. Sure. Surprise me with it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see if I can guess. Yeah, I didn't. I guess I forgot that he was the Powerline singer. Yeah. uh, Back to Terrence. Um, Yeah. Do you have any favorite things about this particular video? Oh my god. Um. uh, I have a lot to say about the sound, but this is music video, so I want to pick something. That's okay. You've never heard the song before. I think that's important. I've never heard it before. So I mean, like his voice—that's so obvious. It's Mm. such an amazing 
voice. Um, wow, wow, wow. Um, I, I, I struggle to describe it. Um, if you haven't heard this song, I feel like some songs, even though they have like a very specific time period in which they're from, right? They, mm-hmm. they sound like the era they yeah. were made in. This does because of that lead line, that little yeah. uh, bouncy lead line. Um, I think it's adjacent to um, how Kate Bush is suddenly the voice of the next generation. Like her music is so dated for lack of a better term, but her voice is so powerful and so good that it just doesn't matter. This guy's voice is so powerful and so good that I don't, I don't care that it's kind of archaic. I would argue that this may not seem as dated if visually uh, things were different. Oh, like it could be like a Twin Shadows type. Uh, The beginning of the next Jordan Peele film. You know, Ooh. just uh, somebody in a car driving, you know, that's the song on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I-, I could totally see something like that happening. Yeah, but if I had to pick something visually, definitely the styling. I love that his shoulders are infinitely bigger than his waist. <laughs> that is great. I like that he has a sheriff's star for no yeah. reason. Um, clever. Cool choice, yeah. Uh, it's really, really nice um, styling in general. For real. Um Anything you didn't like about it? I don't understand the relationship between Terrence and the love interest. They're just sitting on a park bench and he's all acting like he knows he's going to get laid. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily an attitude that I can condone. Yeah. Um, he's an F-boy. He's an F-boy, right. But he doesn't seem that way when he's singing. His hair is just stuff. so cool and it's beautiful. Well, that leads me to my highlight. Okay, okay, go ahead. Which is his hair. Yeah. The way he flips it and stuff. I mean, that that stood out to me as a kid, how cool that was. It's long, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like other musicians at that time who had hair that length. It's uh, Millie Vanilli is around this time, and they have a very similar look to him. I'm just going to put it out there that I don't know who that is. That almost got played tonight, too. Oh, okay, cool. cool, but cool, we'll, cool. we'll get to it. Cool uh, and the gang. I wanted to do something that was genuinely good. Um, sometimes, uh, when I'm not so into the film, I want to make sure that (laughs) I'm bringing something that I think is really good just in case. Um, I'd like the audience to make sure that there's a good balance. You know, sometimes you get the good movie and the good video. Sometimes neither are (laughs) anything. So with this one, it was like, you know, just throwing it out there. Hey, maybe, uh, somebody has never heard this and is like you, and, and uh, they get to discover this for the first time. Oh, man. Definitely um, look up this music video, if nothing Highly else, underrated. for his I'm, looks. Yeah. I think even at the time it was underrated. It was a hit, but I, I still don't think it got as much love as it deserved. How and is certainly this guy he, not doing a farewell tour like right now? Dude, like, he is an amazing singer. His albums are incredible. So, yeah, we'll, we'll yeah. Uh, um, dive deep Low into light? This. Any low lights? Oh, for me. Uh, you. Uh, like I said, I have to agree with you with the um, the interstitials of him with the the woman because mm-hmm. uh, it's it's unclear and he's so he's overly uh, cool in those he's like too cool for her and so why are they together and it's just he's too f he is way more charming in the shots with the band and stuff so um, yeah I'd prefer mm-hmm. that they they could have just left it there I mean especially because the editing and you know there's multiple camera shots that they're flipping back and forth with I think it worked um 
I understand why you'd want that layer of, of narrative behind this. You need a B story. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't want just like a girl dancing in the background. That would have been just gross. I would have just uh, been on Michael Jackson music video. Thank Aha. you. We'll end it on that one. <laughs> uh, thanks for checking us out on this interruption. If you stick with these, you're a champ. Hopefully you're discovering some new music. Yeah, That'd be cool. I hope so. Yeah, I don't know if we're that cool to be introducing you to new stuff, but we'll see. <laughs> anyway, um, we'll get back to the parent trap right after this commercial break. <laughs> Drug. Um, uh, my highlight is the exact same thing it was when I was a little kid. Neat. When they're in the studio. Um, doing the photo shoot with the wedding gown. Oh, yeah, and yeah. and the mom just picks out, um, she says, go get a hat. And she lets oh, the daughter decide which hat is going to be in the photo shoot. She has. It's this, like Westworld. Oh, ooh, black <laughs> hat or white, white hat. hat. Yeah. Pocket, yeah. Um, she has this high stakes job. What she's doing is very important and is their livelihood. And this is how she makes her money. And she still lets her daughter make small decisions but she's making the right decisions i think if she wasn't making the right choices she she would explain to her why she thought that this was better and go with her choice but the white hat was no shit the white hat was the the white hat you can't put a black hat under a white veil on a white dress what sense would that make i don't know I don't know. All the same, it was really, really cool. And now it's cool for a different reason. Like we went on a date earlier tonight. We dropped the kid off at uh, the babysitters and we went and we got some food and um, my kid picked out my outfit this evening, as she often does. Um, I, I think it's an important element to show your kid that you trust their opinions. Is it an outfit that I would have picked by myself? No, but did I have a good time going out? Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's either that or you're, you know, as a parent, you know, to give options that are reasonable. You're you're giving the element of of, uh, decision making when in reality you're narrowing it down. You're fine with it, you know, whatever happens there. Right. Which is really important, though. You know, you're you, like you said, you're including them in the decision making process. But for you, it's it's fine. Like you don't want her going into your entire closet and just picking out something. That's not going to work. That's literally what she did tonight. Well, it happened to work out well. <laughs> it did. Uh, um, moving but, on. But I I'm just going to wrap it up by saying uh, kids aren't going to be able to make choices by themselves unless we give them the opportunity to choose. And if they happen to make the wrong choice, we're there with them to explain why it's the wrong choice, Right. to teach them how to think critically. Yeah. Um, so it's just such a beautiful moment. It quickly shows how cool the mom is. It's great character development. And I just loved it as a kid because it's like, it's a wedding shop. You know, that's, that's exciting stuff. Yeah, new job for a mom to have. Yeah. Um, low light is that Annie gets the short end of the stick in the whole entire movie. Um, she so? has to go live in California with her dad, and that that's cool. But she has to um, live with a dog that hates her. She has to live with a potential stepmom that's the worst. Um, she just gets the short end through through as she has to cut her hair she has to pierce her ears she is the one who changes the most in this whole entire experience that's true um and it's difficult to separate um the two girls in my mind because 
they're literally the same person. Um, it's not something I would have thought about as a kid, but now that I have made it through all of elementary school um, and being asked, like, which parent out of this movie would you rather live through? I've had time to think about it. And oh, my God, like Annie got screwed. I mean, I, I, f- I fully see where you're coming from here, but they, they do a very extensive speech on what it's like to be without a father. Yeah. And that was tough to watch. Uh, anybody out there that didn't have a father growing up, this might be difficult to watch this scene. Uh, it certainly was for me. <laughs> it was fucking weird. And I don't appreciate movies doing this. Um, so that sucked, but it really made it seem important to her that she finally had a father. And I think she was willing to give up all those things just to have the dad around. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, if Annie didn't have the the fiance in the situation she would have spent the whole summer with her dad and it would have been great Mm -hmm. and then you know right before school starts they do the swap and then Mm -hmm. maybe they get the mom and dad together yeah um because i don't think that the dad works out with the fiance either way oh they're getting divorced in a year and she is taking all the money yep yeah because it's it's all going to be beef over the kids either way but now that he's got two of them Mm -hmm. she's definitely you know putting more heat on him so i honestly don't know how things got this far i mean it's um it was fast uh, apparently because it was while she was at camp she was at camp for eight weeks yeah that's a fucking long time to send your kid to camp by the way yes it is I, i okay we could just rant about the weird decisions these parents are making. They just seem like awful fucking parents. If I had that much money, I would be around my child all the time. Yeah. The only reason I'm not around my child more is because I got to work. Yeah. I would just <laughs> retire, like yeah. sell the vineyard. And even then, our child comes to work with us sometimes. So, Oh, lots. As you've heard on here also. Audience. <laughs> um, well, I don't. Uh, is there anything that changed for you here? I mean, anything that uh, is new watching this any differences for you as a kid i watched this and i saw myself as an adult i watch this and i see my kid not that my kid looks anything like Lindsay lohan she doesn't um she looks a lot like you as a matter of fact but um the way that she overreacts to things and our kid is not even five yet but she's a drama queen right (sighs) All for entertainment, all for fun, all to play and mess around. And all temporary. Uh, and all temporary. <laughs> um, but she is very dramatic and silly. And it was fun to speculate what she's going to be like at 11 while watching this movie. Yeah, man. Definitely, uh, you know, a lot of these movies you're bringing in are so different, Um for a kid versus a parent watching it and that's always going to be true because kids are just naive to things and they miss certain jokes or references but yeah um, i thought bill paxton was in this movie disney is just so good and you know kids movies in general they really try to give both audiences something Mm -hmm. so that's that's where i think we're lost on this i think we don't get a whole lot as parents we're we're forced to see it as kids like what are what are kids dealing with here? What are the kids? It's about the kids. Right. So much about the kids. The parents are so unrelatable. It's just crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm curious to think like, what is here for the parents? Um, my only guess is like stick together for the children. The horniness. <laughs> the horniness. <laughs> That's lots all of, <laughs> Lots of horniness. Just, just so you could relate to, oh yeah, yeah, I'd want to do that too. 
I don't know. Is everybody's mom into Dennis Quaid? I don't know, man. Randy Quaid, maybe. Randy Quaid? I don't know who that is. <laughs> Randy Quaid is a crazy. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so, hey, Ryan. Yeah. Um, I'd like to ask a question. Would you run away or would you make this bitch famous? I, yeah, it's a well-known movie. I see why. I don't think I would be out here on the socials uh, praising it or anything. Mm. I think it's way too problematic. It's more of a discussion at a party to be like, yo, have you seen that? That movie's really fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so, no, I don't think I can encourage people to watch this. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Especially if you have any sort of dysfunction in your family. Ooh. It's about yeah. dysfunction and like those wants that, you know, children have in these broken homes and things. And it's like, it doesn't work out like this. This is a fairy tale. I, I don't like the term broken home. I like the term like a separated home. If we're this talking is a broken about home. divorce These people are, are bonkers to do this. Oh, they are. I'm nice. sorry. I, I'm, I'm really making this like specific to the choices they made, which I think are crazy as hell. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and really cool. not good for the kids at all. No. No. But we're beating that one to death. So, um, yeah. yeah, how about you? Running away or making it famous? Oh, I'm watching it again. I okay. love this movie. Mm -hmm. um, it is very problematic, but it's so fantastical um, that it's easy for me to disassociate. Yeah. Um, I, I will check my privilege there and say that um, I grew up in a home with a mom and a dad. And, you know, they're still together. And I'm, I'm lucky because of that, um, I think that makes watching this movie easy. I also had the privilege of going to um, sleepaway camps. I'm glad your sleepaway camps have not ended like the film did. <laughs> and if you yeah. haven't seen that one, audience, by all means, don't, you must wait till Halloween. Don't. But watch it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, do not. Um, cool. So I've got one final question and question. For what, you. What it is. What we watching next. What we watching next. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Audience, no. are you in for a treat? We are creeping up on 50 episodes here. Yeah, we are. And I had something lined up uh, for a 50th episode, but we just happened to be able to uh, meet up with our good friend, Tom. And we had intended to watch... The Godfather with Tom the next time we met up with him. And guess mm -hmm. what? The Godfather is 50 years old, so we are doing that for our 50th episode. So that yeah. is going to be the next one. But very shortly after that, the next episode I'm making Kaylee view mm -hmm. is uh, in tandem with the um, Robin Williams film, Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, no. I mentioned there was a reason. There's a couple reasons. I wanted you to see that one. You had just shown me Patch Adams, so we had the Robin Williams connection. But I also wanted mm -hmm. to hint at what I thought was going to be our 50th, but is now episode 51. Okay. Platoon. Platoon. I don't know what that is. Another nom film. So strap in. Oh, I Or don't. strap on. I don't know. <laughs> whatever you're into. <laughs> we don't shame. I mean, if you were a nom, do whatever the hell you want. Place was a shit show. Yeah. You don't know anything about that. No, is it funny or is it intense? Like, I am not going to say a word other getting... than I saw this as a very young child. This oh, movie came out in 1986 no. or seven. Uh, and I saw it shortly after that. And it's going to blow your mind that I saw this movie at that age. I'm just going to assume that like ball sacks are present. We're, we're going to get balls in What's this a, movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. So please don't look, at, look up anything about it. Um, I wanted to bring something that was 
a pretty good movie too. I, I think that this is an objective, objectively good film, not just one of the things that I experience in my world. So kind of like The Godfather, uh, something that a lot of people know about. And if you haven't seen it, it's a um, probably a cool thing to know because it's referred to uh, lots of um, comedies, anything really. I mean, it's it's iconic. Hmm. So okay, well, cool. Um, I'm nervous looking forward to it i'm definitely looking forward to our 50th episode that's going to be super cool special thanks to tom for coming onto the podcast yeah it was amazing um, he could make it for that so absolutely thanks. dude uh yeah so until next time thank you so much for listening we are look what you made me view at gmail.com you can email us your opinions of the godfather because as of this taping we've already seen it yeah Start getting those in now, um, but you're really going to have a lot more after you hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, we are also on the Instagrams. We are Look What You Made Me View. Um, come check us out. Shouldn't be too hard to find. And uh, we really appreciate you checking this stuff out. Look forward to The Godfather. It's going to be a big one. Fun stuff. Got a guest. Yeah. But also Platoon. We're going to get back into the shit of Nam. Uh, in a couple weeks. So. Oh my goodness. I should have known watching 80s movies, we were eventually going to get to Nam. We're getting into some classics now, Kaylee. We're not <laughs> fucking around with these kids' movies, these teen movies. Right, I'm still fucking around with the teens' movies. You're like, let's go to war. I'm like, <laughs> dropping some seri- we're dropping some serious shit on the audience now, um, which I think is good because every movie viewer should grow into, you know, appreciating some more complex movies. And, um, yeah, that's that we grow with the movies. So I love it. And I love sharing these with you. Uh, and I don't mean you audience. I'm looking at Kaylee when I say that. Hey man, what's up? Yeah. Hey, I love you. (laughs) I love you. We love you guys too. Yeah. Thanks everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Mm -hmm. Boing, boing.